Welcome to Grace in 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host Sal Dietrich. Before we start, please enjoy the following song by tonight's guest.
where does my help come from? The only saving one My soul is thirsty For living water The one who satisfies He is the bread of life My heart is crying In desperation Where does my help come from? The only saving one My soul The song you've been listening to was written by Christian Knuckles, the worship pastor at Grace Community Church in Arlington, Virginia, and the creative influence behind the formation of the Grace Rising Band, a music ministry within the church. Christian joins us to talk about his journey of faith and higher purpose, and how it led him to the extremely satisfying roles he's serving in now. Christian, welcome to Grace in 30. Thank you. Yeah, welcome, welcome. You know, Ed, I love that, uh, I love that tune, Desperate. Uh, there might be some people out there feeling a little desperate tonight here in Arlington County. Look, uh, you know, one of the things I love about that song is that it it calls us all back to a center, right, to find our higher purpose. And that's that's really what this show's about. It's about inspiring our listeners to look inside themselves and find their higher purpose in life. What, what are we really called to do? What are we meant to do? And how can we serve in this community to do that, and I think a night like tonight is, is as important a time as ever here in Arlington to look inside ourselves, to look to our neighbor, look in this community, and ask ourselves, how can I contribute? How what is, what are my talents? What are my gifts? How can I do that? Tonight we're joined by Christian Knuckles. Clearly, his talent in life is playing these killer songs. I love that song, Desperate. The first time I listened to it, the sort of haunting music it really drew me in. Hmm. You know, what are some of the inspirations? We're going to play a lot of tunes on on this. Uh, uh, album you guys have out now. Mm-hmm. What is some of the inspirations uh, for some of the songs on here? What what kind of got this album started for you? Uh, well, you know the the album was born out of uh, songs that I've written as just kind of a part of uh, part of my sort of my devotional walk with Jesus. That's kind of a part of my uh, my life, and and that's just kind of how I live life. Some people. Uh, some Christians they 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 go and get alone and they have quiet time and read the Bible and pray. Um, I I get alone and I read the Bible and pray and I write songs. <laughs> I write I, I just I capture song ideas. So yeah. I was just gonna say um, you know I I started writing songs um, uh, a long time ago and started writing worship music uh, that was really focused on you know reminding the congregation of the reason they have to sing and when I came to Grace. Um, uh, Grace Community Church uh, a couple of years ago I was fortunate enough to just be in an environment where we can sing these songs together as a church so after a while people started saying hey let's let's record these and and thankfully uh, that's that's an idea that caught on and we were able to do that this year yeah I want to ask you about the song running uh, we're gonna play that later I love that one because sure. it says you know a, a glimpse of your grace is enough and I, this idea of running Sort yeah. of people are running to something. Sometimes people are running from something. Right. You know, what inspired running? Where were you at? What what kind of kicked the running song off for you guys? <laughs> Running's a fun song. Um, it's a really fun song. We we wrote that last year. Um, uh, I, it's kind of a multifaceted thing. I actually do like to run uh, physically. <laughs> um, but I was, uh, I remember I was reading this passage in Hebrews that talks about 
you know, running the race and, um, you know, running, running for the prize and this kind of idea of, of the Christian life, uh, this description of the Christian life. And, you know, I, I've always been taught that, you know, God, God chases after us. God, uh, he chases after this prodigal son, you know, and, um, it may be, it may be kind of like have a different perspective that, well, you know, when we get up in the morning and we look in the mirror and we say, Hey, this is the mindset that I'm going to have today of how I'm going to live my life. Um, I feel like we should have the mindset of of running toward Jesus Christ, you know, to running toward the heart of God, to seeking Him and uh, running with Him. And um, it's not necessarily doing works so that we gain the favor of God. That's something that's important to be uh, uh, be cautious of of thinking. It's actually running. As a as a compulsion, we're we're compelled to run and and live our lives in a way uh, that honors God because of what He's done for us. So um, there's a line in that song that kind of alludes to another passage. It says, "We can't help but sing of what we've seen God do." And um, so when I when I was kind of crafting the lyrics for the verses of that song. Um, I was trying to sort of put into context this idea that a relationship with Christ is the only thing that there is worth living for. And when we live for Christ, we can't help but run. We can't help but sing. We can't help but jump up and down and shout it uh, because it's so amazing what he's done for us and the grace he's shown us. Yeah, you make remind me that um, I'm constantly quoting Acts 4.20. Yeah. Because uh, Peter got up after they healed someone who was crippled, and they were jailed and beaten, and, and then they're released and told to be quiet. And he, he stood up and he said, we cannot help but tell about the wonderful things we've seen and heard. Yeah, exactly. And in my personal life, I've experienced what I call the realness, the practicality, the power, mm. and the beauty of God's grace through mm-hmm. an experience I went through, through divorce, yeah. and just deciding to surrender to let Christ express his grace through me, because we can't do this on our own. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty powerful. So uh, just to be clear, you, you've been writing songs since you were a teen, and yeah. some of the songs on the album here you were writing as far back as 2010 yeah and yeah. then you sort of accelerated and really polished them off in the last couple of years correct y- yeah um yeah i'm just I, as i was telling you guys earlier you know just as we were talking um i'm i'm just a constant student of the craft of writing songs i want to get better at what i do and um and so i'm always seeking out new little tidbits here and there and a long time ago um I was in this songwriting workshop or something, and you know, someone was saying, you know, people ask me all the time, um, how do you write songs? And and I, it was actually, I think it was Paul Balash. Paul Balash is just an amazing influence in the Christian music world. And he said, be a collector of song ideas. Be a collector, uh, constantly collecting song ideas. And so that's what I started to do. Um, and as I collected these ideas, and I still do that today, I just get out my phone, I, re- I hit record, and I'm, you know, if I'm at a stoplight, I'll just hit record. I'll be like, we are running, running, and I don't know what it is. I'll just start, start singing something. <laughs> and then later, when I'm, when I'm kind of going through the, my devotional time and my, my quiet private time, um, uh, you have to be disciplined in that, you know, and you kind of pull that back out and say, "What could what could I say there? What do I, what does the church need to sing there?" So, do you ever get pulled over by the cops for doing no, that? No, 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 no. Like this guy's singing in the mic. 
No, no. Like I said, if I'm at a stoplight, you know, and I'm not operating the vehicle, so okay. yeah. sorry for that confessional yeah. moment. There. Yeah, you guys have this cool logo, this Grace Rising band. Tell us a little bit about. It. Give a shout out to the band, but also how, how did you guys come together, and, and where's the name for the band come from? Sure. Um, and, and also, you've got your guitar with you. Yeah, and I if do. You, if you just feel like breaking <laughs> out in song at any point, just let me know, and I'll turn up your guitar mic. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, well. I mean, the, the, the name of the band, I, when we were trying to come up with an, a brand for our band, um, I, I knew that I wanted it to have the name Grace in it, because uh, Grace is the name of our church, and Grace Community Church is a church for people who don't go to church. It's a church that's focused on, on the people who are not necessarily just going to sit down and in a, in a church service and think they've got it all figured out, um, which I don't know how many people actually do that, but we, when, we're, when we're crafting worship experiences as church leaders, a lot of times that's what we assume of our people. We assume that they're Christian people. And, um, and what, what I've found is that it's messy being in a church for, that, is, that is crafted and designed for a place where people who are far from God or just now returning to the idea of believing in God or believing in Jesus Christ for their salvation. Um, it's messy, and, and grace is everywhere. It has to just permeate who you are uh, in order to survive in and that environment. This is especially true for people who have been hurt and hurt yeah. by the church. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so what, what I was going to say is, um, you know, I was reading Acts of the early church, and there's a passage that's, that's describing what happened when the early church came together. And, um, and it talks about how the, the, the grace of God was just so powerfully at work in these people's lives. Maybe you guys had that passage. I told you the scripture reference earlier. Yeah. You pay attention sometimes, but yeah. uh, I can, I can read one? it. It's, yeah, and go God's ahead. grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. Yeah, exactly. And and so the and and it goes on to describe just how they came together and how they showed grace to each other. And and I, I kind of caught this image of of grace, the grace of God that's been poured out upon us, poured out into us, and that just kind of rises up out of us as we live our daily lives, as we as we move in this world and as we drive our cars in this city and you know, just things like that. Um you have opportunities to either show grace to people and to show the love of Jesus Christ, or you have opportunities to not show that. And so, Grace Rising is really about you know it's it's a, it's about inspiring people, exhorting people to let grace rise in their lives That's because right. of what God's done for them. And you know, the one thing I Ed and I always say about grace is it you know I, I think it's maybe something I say a lot is it's a gritty thing. Yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of our guests are people who have done incredible things in this community even worldwide but they've had tremendous struggles they've had a lot of ups and downs sure. they've had a lot of failures and i think you know looking at this next year ahead of us we're, we're all going to have to come back to grace time and time again mm. because there'll be a lot of struggles in this country over the next year as we try and reconcile our differences and yeah. that's not going to happen one day at a time it's going to happen with ups and downs and waves mm. so you know i see you getting ready to hit hit some tunes there <laughs> what do you uh we want to well, play something for us yeah and actually if i could get a little bit more in these headphones that'd be great um, please Basically, um, 
you know, there's a song that that I wor- started working on in uh, 2014, um, and it's a song called "Risen from the Grave." Um, and basically, you know, I wanted to write a song about the resurrection of Jesus, but not just that, but also how it how it affects our daily life and. God's word is very clear that when we put our faith in Jesus, we are buried with Christ, and that old self is 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 dead, and that new self is resurrected to walk in new life. And when I was baptized as a kid, I was baptized when I was in like second or third grade. Um, I remember those words being said. I remember saying, "He said, you are you are uh, buried." with Christ and you are raised with Christ. So um, so I wrote this song called Risen from the Grave and um, I'm gonna play a little segment for you, okay? <laughs> There's a song rising in the east There's a brand new song rising up in me Of a man who hung upon a tree Where he bled and died to set us free And Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave Yes, Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave So we lift our voices, to sing and celebrate Sing and celebrate For Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave He's alive In Him the lost are found Trading filthy rags for the victor's crown Because He lives There is hope for you through a bloodstained cross and an empty tomb And Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave Yes, Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave So we lift our voices, sing and celebrate Sing and celebrate Christ is risen from the grave, He is risen from the grave. With Christ we are buried, and with Christ we are raised to walk in new life. We are risen from the grave. With Christ we are buried, and with Christ we are raised to walk in new Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave Yes, Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave So we lift our voices Sing and celebrate Sing and celebrate For Christ is risen from the grave He is risen from the grave (laughs) 
So that's a little bit of it. <laughs> that was excellent. And, uh, excellent. That song went through a lot of transformation, and I think I started singing it the wrong old way uh, when I first started it. Uh, but uh, no, yeah. no, you're really good at this. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You know, one thing I wanted to make sure we touched on, and as always, the show we gotta we gotta just start doing an hour all the time. Yeah. Um, you and I talked a bit about higher purpose. You sort of were adrift for a while. Yeah. And there were a couple things happened, one with your father, one with your wife, a challenge she made uh, to you. And you seem to have kind of really gotten in the groove of what you're made to do right now. Yes. And I even asked you what your name was. If you if you had to pick a name, a God-given name for you, what that name would be. And I, I thought it was fascinating what you said. But spend a couple <laughs> minutes talking about that, this, sort of these key things sure. that happened and, and how they led you to be in this place where you are now, where you seem to really be hitting your stride. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I was I was raised the son of a Southern Baptist music minister. Um, and uh, my dad struggled with a lot of a lot of things. Uh, just because you're a music minister or just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you have it all figured out. Um, it doesn't mean you have it uh, your your life all just perfectly you know in line and um, you know my dad had been hurt uh, in the church he'd been hurt by the church as a as an employee of a couple churches and um, so I, I saw uh, I grew up seeing my dad's kind of anger and bitterness towards the church I saw him uh, looking at the the work of the music ministry really more as just a way to pay the bills than a way to um, you know share the gospel and connect with people uh, in, in a in a fruitful way and in a positive way and uh, so you know I told myself from a very early age that I would never want to work for a church because I loved church I loved the people at the church I loved going to church being in church the community that we had uh, as a church and. Uh, didn't matter which church we were in, ser- serving in. Um, I always felt that way, and I didn't want to ruin that by working for a church. So, um, you know, I really feel like I put God in a box uh, for much of the first part of my life when it came to music and how He wanted me to use my my abilities. Um, and uh, my one day, my wife and I were talking, and I was I was working in the mortgage industry, and I just did not like it. I hated my life; it was awful. And my wife and I were talking, and and by the way, you know, I just I wouldn't be here if it weren't for Michaela, my wife. Um, and I am so thankful for her. I just can't let this interview go by without saying that she is she is such an inspiration to me. And um, we were talking, and and she she was like, "Hey, honey, you know." When are you going to quit telling God how you want to use your gifts for Him? <laughs> and uh, and you know that was like just a gentle way of saying, "Hey, you need to open up your mind to the possibility that God may be calling you to ministry." And surely enough, that led me on a journey that brought me uh, to working for churches. It was these just a series of open doors that I just walked right through. It took a lot of courage. Took a lot of it took a lot of um, a lot of prayer. And uh, so I started working bivocationally in churches, uh, full-time job in the mortgage industry and banking and things like that, and leading music for church on the on the weekends. And eventually, I felt like I should change that career path, that I should quit my full-time job and go into full-time music ministry. Um, we made that decision in January or, or, you know, at the beginning of 2009, and... Um, my wife was pregnant with our second child at the at the time, and we said, "Okay, as soon as as soon as Ryland is born, we're going to uh, we're going to go into full time music ministry. We're going to 
put the resume out there and see what happens. Um, in April of that year, uh, I got a phone call that my, my dad had taken his own life. And when, when I got that phone call, all of the, all of the lies, all of the difficult um, things that I had pushed aside about what I'd seen in my life growing up uh, came flooding back. And in an instant, I had to, I had to recognize that I am not my father's child, not my father's son. I'm not my father is really what it is. And uh, I, am, I am a new creation. I am a different person. And I don't struggle with the things that he did. And um, a month later, my son Ryland was born. And it was in that kind of bittersweet moment that um, I recognized just how in love with the church I am. I saw them pour their love, pour their grace out on us as a family in a way that I'd never experienced before. And uh, thanks, man. Um, and and I knew I, I felt this sense of confirmation on my life that God had something more in store for me, that God was going to use me in a different way. And uh, so that's what led us to uh, pursue that that. Uh, that new uh, calling, that that new sense of, of of higher purpose, so to speak, and we put our resume on churchstaffing.com, and uh, um, there was a, a wonderful church in Annapolis that hired hired me. So we moved from the Dallas area, which is where I'm from, all the way to Annapolis, Maryland, and um, and that's how I got into music ministry. <laughs> um, well, well, thanks for sharing yeah. that with us. That's uh, very deep, and I know not easy to do. Yeah, it, I'm a crier, man. I'm an emotional <laughs> guy, so, you know. You know. <laughs> I think if more people would have that, you know, and Ed, you've talked about this, having the people around you give you frank comment about Amen. what your, your real name in life is, what your real purpose is. Yeah. How many people you said are put in a box? How many of us are in that right. box right now? Most of us. In any industry, yeah. we're slaves to a, to a salary level, to a yeah. mortgage, to a bunch of nonsense, yeah. and we're not getting any younger, folks. So, yeah, I just was going to say, you know, if you had asked me what my name is as a you know part of my identity, uh, Ed, the answer I gave you was cheerleader. Yep, yep. And uh, and I know that might have caught you off guard, but but it was perfect. When I watch you on stage, as you're <laughs> rallying the troops during yeah. the services. It's it's actually a perfect name. Yeah, I'm, and it's that you know I'm not the one on the field doing the work. I'm I'm the one saying, hey, look at what God's doing. Yep. Let's get excited about that. And that's that's why I chose that. Don't so, ask me to do the splits. I can't do the splits. So if you were gonna. <laughs> 30 seconds or so yeah. give us sort of a just share some sort of a call to the action to the audience what would you do because sure. I'd like to play a little bit of your running song before we okay cut out. great well I mean the the number one thing that I want to share is that um, if you are out there right now and you're listening to this and you don't understand the need for Jesus in your life you, you need him you do even if you don't know you do and so I'd encourage you to go to a church that that believes in the Bible as God's word and talk to a pastor and and surrender your life to Jesus because it is the most abundant life you could ever imagine and with the promise of eternal life after after life um, and uh, you know uh, that that's the number one call to action um, if you're interested in, in grace rising and what we're doing and what God's doing through through our music uh, you can go to gracerisingband.com and we would love to have you check out the album on iTunes and all that 
So, so I'm just gonna put on a little bit of the album right now and let you, Sal, start kicking, getting us out of here. All right, thanks so much, Christian. Yeah, good, uh, good advice to give a shout out to your wife. Trust me, if I, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't get a hall pass for this show. I can tell you that. Thanks so much for joining us. For listeners who want to find out more about Grace Rising, visit their website at gracerisingband.com, or you can visit us at graceand30.com. A recording of this show can be found on the graceand30.com and WERAFM website 24 hours after the show is aired. Eddie, who do we have next week? we got an awesome guest coming in next week. I'm psyched as well. Next week we'll be joined by Richard Azaro, a tomb of the unknown soldier guard who no longer walks and past president of the Officers Society of the Tomb Association. He's going to talk about how expressing and experiencing acts of honor can have a powerful effect on each of us and even unite our divided nation. Don't want to miss that. Uh, this is Ed and Sal signing off from Grayson 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. Have a great day and be sure to let grace rise. Good night. Tell of all the wonders that you have done.